Welcome to The Coconut Connection, a podcast where we share our cultural views about various topics to inform, empower, and hopefully entertain with humor. In other words, it's cheaper than therapy. I'm your host, Jade Fox. And I'm G Supreme. Baby Yodas we are, Jedis we are not. Yet. All right, welcome to another episode of the Coconut Connection podcast. I'm your host, G. Hello, everyone. This is Jade. And we have some special guests today. I'm just going to get right into it. Um, Enough with the chit chat. Um, We have Johnny, my husband, who is um, going to be a special guest today. And Johnny Thundercat. That's right. (laughs) Don't, Don't start with the Thundercat. All right. Um, and then Arvid is on here and he has, he's a, his own host of his own podcast uh, called Night World. And I wanted Tim to come and talk about that. It's very interesting. And I have so many things to talk about, uh, about that. But our main topic today is um, living with uh, uh, being mixed race, like biracial, multiracial. And we wanted to do a whole um, kind of series of this, like you know, uh, dip people with different backgrounds and how they feel about um, balancing the two, dealing with multiple races and, and, and dealing with it in America. So welcome, guys. Yes. So uh, I'm happy to be here. yeah, thank you for being here. I know. Thank you. So Arvi, um, first of all, you're you're living right now in, on the East Coast. And how is how is how are things there and during the pandemic? Uh they're chill. Like I think there's like two groups of people, like people who actually get it and wear masks all the time, and the ones who just like um, don't care. Which I pre- you probably get everywhere, but it's always like a um, little disconcerting when you go to places and just people are like acting like whatever. And um, I might have uh, taken it like a little too crazily at the beginning because <laughs> I used to walk around like when I was going for like morning hikes <laughs> up a hill a uh, big bottle of Lysol with me that might have mm. been the extreme <laughs> I recognize that like spray the Wait. park bench like I'm tagging it or whatever but um true stories but uh you know like it pisses me off I feel like people who don't wear masks go out their way to shoulder bump you on the sidewalk because you're the individual who is wearing a mask mm. and that's just like yo homie why by the way if you're doing that you're not my homie but you're like trying to start something like trying to set something up oh wow that is start no shit won't be no shit but i know no i see that on like well i'm kind of addicted to karen's gone wild and um they have like just uh like people just getting upset or spitting on people wait did you say kittens gone wild Karen's kids. Oh. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be interesting. Kids come around. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I mean people who don't want to wear masks, fine, but just stay in your lane. You know, stay in your side. Exactly. Don't you know? Don't come near me. Don't try to infect people. Fine. You know, just yeah. don't go into establishments that don't allow you to come in without a mask. I don't understand why they have to make such a big deal and do a sit-in and stuff when just don't go to that place send somebody else you know or like that person from target who was spazzing out 
Yes. Uh, it's pretty funny. But, yeah. yeah, it is pretty funny. It's like, wow, like people are really like this. It's so interesting. Like people are really showing their asses right now. All right. So I wanted to talk about this um, introduction because a lot of times my one of my pet peeves is people coming up to I mean, asking me, what's my nationality? And it's like american like like people don't know the difference between uh nationality versus race versus ethnicity so i wanted to talk about just really quick before we get into it um the difference for our listeners maybe you wonder uh, maybe you you uh equate nationality with ethnicity but um when people ask me what my nationality is i say american because i was born and raised in america so that's my nationality um so race, I look at it as an umbrella of just like simple terms, you know, um, just kind of like a basic uh, description of a group, um, whether it's like black, white, um, they say Hispanic slash uh, Latino, um, Native American, like big umbrellas. And then you kind of like narrow it down to ethnicity. And ethnicity is um, what you actually identify with. So, and that is tied in with your culture and culture encompasses traditions, customs, rituals. So um, I wanted to bring you guys up here because um, me and Jade kind of identify in different ways, Americans, but also under Asians, under Filipinos, under Pacific Islanders, because we grew up in like two different two cultures that are kind of like melded together which is filipino and hawaiian culture so um i wanted to bring you guys too because you guys have different experiences because you have like two different cultures johnny what is your background i'm a mexican and african-american so who who was um who who was my mom what? is hispanic and my dad is african-american <laughs> okay and rv What's your I feel background? like our mother's side, because our mothers or sisters is very convoluted because I hear so many different things. <laughs> more, I think they're more towards Caucasian. They say like <laughs> Latino, but like they don't act like it as much when our grandmother had like a frame like George Bush poster. But anyways, yeah. uh, like that freaked me out. But um, yes. so Latino, possibly <laughs> more than likely on my mom's side and um, Bengali on my father's side, for sure. So, so you, do you consider yourself Asian? Uh, I do. I mean, so if I'm in California, right, that that I was, that's why I was smiling when you kept saying Filipino, because in California, I got Filipino a lot. Yes. And yeah, most definitely. places I get like, are you Hawaiian or are mm-hmm. you Samoan? So those are the three big categories. And it depends where I'm at in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So in California, people will call me because I don't look Bengali. Yeah. I kind of look like ambiguous, I guess, or not really. Yeah, you but... look mixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, where is, what's Bengali? I'm sorry. If, I apologize if I so, don't. Uh, so you see like India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. And um, okay. so it's its own country, like goddess independence in 1971. But yeah. So there, uh, but so like, I think there's a lot of like things that flow throughout Asia, right? Like, we're saying culturally because even ethnically like food is a cultural thing and it's an ethnic thing like you said uh like mm-hmm. curries rice all that stuff i think the style is different obviously mm-hmm. but those baseline things are inherent so definitely asian even though uh, i guess you would say like southeast asian but 
Okay. So what would you say are the perks, I mean, of being of mixed race? Like, what are the perks of having more than one culture that you kind of identify with? I feel like, well, for us, because I don't think, like, everybody has it. I mean, like, people have it to an extent, but for me and my brother, it's, like, the ability uh, to ingest more. And Mm. what I mean by that are, like, the worlds that we're able to have, like, a view into and what we can consume. I think that's the best thing, right? Because it makes you more broad spectrum. Yeah. Uh, So I guess, like, you can pivot between, like, worlds, not just, like, within your own two cultures, but within other cultures. I think being mixed forces you to kind of, like, be, like, a chameleon or, like, a gecko, right? Like, you always have to, like, figure out how to blend in. So usually you have a... Uh, easier time just like you know fitting into a, but at the same time the blending in game uh, one two shuffle could get a little confusing because if you're always like uh, trying to not be others but be with others then you kind of lose yourself and like that was a hard mm. thing growing up even now too right because you're not like fully something right like um, you think you are but you aren't because other people will definitely tell you that you're not what you think you are and when I, like, when we go to our dad's country, right, like, I could speak the language, eat the food, my, like, language skills are really good, I can get around and stuff, but then people will poke fun at the accent, and just, mm-hmm. because I have an accent, but my vocabulary is, like, really good, they'll still say I can't speak it, which is kind of like, you know, it's an insult, right, or if um, mm-hmm. we have very particular things where we say, like, to me is, like, you and apni would be like you as well but that's a more formal way of like saying it to like elders or people like right. that so there was mm-hmm. uh when i was ro- working in radio shack in like 2008 this bengali from like calcutta so she's not even i mean she's bengali because they have the language but they're like indian bengali not like mm-hmm. bengali bengali mm-hmm. and she told me that i didn't know bangla because i didn't address her as apni and she was very like bougie about it oh, and wow. that really hurt me and that's the mm-hmm. first time that i realized like oh some people like that's serious to them. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, I, f- I get defensive because it's, um, she's telling me that I don't know the language, but technically, you know, then it's like our claim to Bangladesh is stronger than yours because you're Indian Bengali. You don't even live in the main part of it, right? Like we're actually yeah. from Bangladesh, my father. And like uh, me and my brother, like we grew up there for like almost three years. We used to go there like Okay. every summer and we've traveled you know another thing is like ego comes into play with identity like um because we've the way our dad is he's a little like out there <laughs> to be mild about it mm-hmm. and so like we've uh done and seen things that a lot of people just like even in america right like, like more, usually people who are outside of america see more of your own land than you do right mm-hmm. and so yeah. like they know more of the like the broad mechanics of like the u.s like how it will work so it, that's the same thing like when we go to Bangladesh, we do so many different things so many cultural things that most people they don't do it. i mean they claim it but they don't do it because if you're there it's just like whatever right that's so then true. it's like what becomes real culture and identity is it these actions itself and it's not like i'm you know an american trying to assimilate into Bengali culture because I mean I have a 50% right to it but so it is like I'm partial Bengali uh doing these things that I feel like qualify me more but then again that's again ego 
That's me being defensive and protective because people will give me the stake, you know, the ability to stake my claim of what I think is rightfully mine. But that's mm-hmm. been like a thing since childhood. Sorry. I don't oh, no. That, totally get that. We get that, too. Yeah. I mean, we're just like, you're not, I mean, uh, you're not Filipino enough. It's like, um, oh, you're Filipino. Like, you know, they're like, are you Filipino? Because you look Filipino. It's like, yeah. And then they'll start to you in Tagalog. And it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't taught Tagalog. And it's just like, oh, so you're not really Filipino. It's like, mm-hmm. depends on your you, you know what I mean? You have to go into a whole spiel. Like that just happened recently. I was in the hospital, you know, with my daughter and the nurse is great, you know. Um, but then, of course, it's always, are you Filipino? It's like, yes. But then I have to then explain why I do not speak, you know, the I, language. And then you feel like, oh, here instead we go of again. In, <laughs> Instead of, in, in, and I think that's always put us off, but, you know, we're growing from that. It's like. It's um, always that othering, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're separating within the culture, the othering, like, that's not me, or that's not you. And it's like, instead, we should just embrace, like, we're all under the same, you know, we, we, we are all under that, at least the same culture, you know, and um, we should embrace it instead of just separate. But I think that happens with, a, with every culture. So yeah, I feel like that's how you really, uh, break chain I feel like that's like the stupidity and like identity like yo like we're all struggling for something right like especially do claim a stake in America and become who we are but like you know oftentimes like the running joke is like you hate people from your own like yeah. culture yes, yeah. or race and other we talk people, about right? that like, a lot yeah. we talk yeah. about that a lot on our podcast about like uh, how we don't feel like we fit in and how it's almost like we don't want it, you know, like I'm my, I'm my own self, but, um, I've learned to embrace those parts of me. So Johnny, let me ask you, like, how was it like growing up? Cause being black and Mexican, like, how was it growing up? Like in your family and, or at school or. I think for me, it was, uh, it, it was, it was very easy. And, and, you know, sometimes because it, but it was also kind of funny. Cause I also had black friends that had Mexican friends, but the funny thing is the black, my black friends would talk crap about the Mexicans and the Mexicans would talk crap about the blacks. So you're like, don't you know I'm part, part? <laughs> I'm like, shit. But uh, I think that was the most uniqueness. I really was able to kind of like you said, be a chameleon in both worlds, you know, and, and kind of understand, you know, how it is. Because they, I wasn't really stating a claim in either one because I really wasn't accepted in both, you know what I mean? So I kind of had to play that chameleon role and, and, you know, just kind of understand myself, but also too, I think it came from my mother at home. She would always tell me, Hey, you're both, you know, and you, you know, our background, you know, you know, mostly jail and all that other stuff. She's like, if you go to jail, you'll be black. I'm a, but Bob, I'm both. <laughs> you got to pick a side. It, it's, it's, it's what you look. I look more African-American you know, but it depends. If I grow my hair out, I look more black. If I cut it short, I look more like a dark Mexican. So you look Dominican. <laughs> yeah. Dominican. <laughs> so like gravel would say is uh you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I think I think it was in high school it was kind of like that. It's like you're like, dude, don't you know I'm half black, half Mexican? Uh, you know, but it was one of those things I had to deal with, you know, and then when I got to work working you know graduating high school i really seen the racism in school it's not as 
um, racist. You know, you do have your certain cliques, but when you get start getting job interviews and stuff like that, you know, I think the most thing that was challenging for me is on a job application was you kind of had to be like, well, I'm African-American, but I'm Hispanic, you know? So then I would put other, because they say you're Hispanic, but not black. You're black, but not Hispanic. I'm like, you know, and then they took, the last thing is they took the other out. So I just put both. <laughs> or I say, uh, what, what, what job do you, more than one. Uh, what, what job do you do, BP? <laughs> he wrote it in. He wrote it in like a ballad. What's going to qualify what race, me? What race do you want me to get the job? <laughs> What, what what racial profiling do you need to uh you know get this uh job take taken care of? <laughs> but you know, I think you know, being and then what I mostly identify with mostly is Hispanic. I was raised with my mom, my stepdad is Caucasian, my dad is my my real father is African American. I only met my real father once when I was nine. I talked to him when I was twelve on the telephone. He said, The only piece of advice said, Don't be like me and your mom. That's the only piece of advice he ever gave me. Mm-hmm. And um, mostly it was my stepdad who was Caucasian, and uh, you know he kind of grounded me, my sister, and my mom. You know he never he never left us, and you know he kind of you know good, bad, and the ugly. You know he was there for us. So what I identify with, with is mostly Hispanic. You know, like mm-hmm. when I'm at work now, they're like, "Well, you're black, but you're Hispanic, but you don't work like a black guy." What's that mean? <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, lazy? Yeah, people say that. It's like, what, what century you know, are we in? And, and it's, very, it's very interesting, though, you know. But, you know, it's also, too, is that I think the media stereotypes, you know, what certain ethnicities are supposed to be. Oh, you're supposed to be a hard worker if you're Mexican. Um, if, if you're African-American, you're not supposed to be intelligent or do anything, you know. If you're Asian, you're good you know, at math and science, which I'm you not. You know, so. <laughs> I think I think that's me really is Johnny doesn't at. trust me at Monopoly and counting <laughs> money and stuff. I'm like, hey, messing up my fuds. Yeah, we're up my also fuzz. like good at like uh, coupon clipping and like getting <laughs> <laughs> So like, Arby, let me ask you, like, well, which culture do you feel like you identify most with? I mean, I know Johnny says that he mostly leans towards the Mexican side. So do you have that I- kind of? Uh, right now, I don't. I think I'm like floating somewhere into like the culture identity of self, which mm. I don't know if that's abstract, but that's like, you know, trying to like claim myself, right? Or have more governorship like over me and my being. Mm. And I think yeah, maybe that. that's something you get like when you get older. But um, when I was younger, Bengali, because like that was more clear cut, right? Because like my dad straight up, Bengali he like came here right from Bangladesh to like go to college so I know like for sure I'm you know as a kid you like you kind of maybe go for what's easiest right like Mm. I know like there's no me having to do any math right it's just there like oh Bengali Mm. pick it or whatever Mm -hmm. on mom's side like she said um she's Latina Spanish but then like all those other like you know the thing was like well her her dad was like um Mexican but grandma might have been from Spain or some so then it gets a little diluted and like for our mothers like they come in like litters <laughs> like it, uh it's like every three or four kids come from a dad mm-hmm. but the beauty of uh that family was like other than uh, uh and Rosie Johnny's mom didn't get to experience as much and I feel bad for that mm-hmm. but the majority of the children 
were raised together, right? And so yeah, that, that was the nice. one thing where like they're all have brothers and sisters, but they never use that term, right? Like that doesn't kind of exist in our mom's side of the family, it's just brothers and sisters. And that's the one thing where I feel like Americans will go out of their way to say like, oh yeah, that's my stepbrother, sister. That yes. I step, maybe I get yes. it, but like that's my that's half my brother, half. that's yes. my half sister. Like, yo, if there's some part of the blood that's yes. like uniform, just like that's my brother and sister. Because like in Bengali culture, right? We don't for our cousins, especially the ones that are like my dad's sister's children or my dad's brother's children, we don't say that's our cousins. Like that's we say by or bone, which is the by means brother in Bengali, mm. and bone means. Uh, sister in Bengali so literally that's my brothers and sisters and we're right. so close that it feels that way right like extension of the yeah. family so I like those terms where um it unifies people more but also it's like because this world divides so much and you can really feel isolated so maybe it's a way of like cocooning yourself right like really that's, protecting yourself and yeah. saying like because there's strength in numbers right in a way yeah. like especially where you can feel isolated so well, that's like in the Hawaiian culture and I believe in the Filipino culture too. It's like everybody's your auntie or uncle and cousins. like, and your, everybody's your cousins, cousins even, you know, it just, it's, it does unify. It's like, I would to meet like some older lady um, that's like of the Hawaiian culture. Like she, like, that would be my auntie. Like she would be like, I was going to say the same. Yeah. Right away. It's like uncle or auntie. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love that. And don't you love beautiful. though when people are like, "How are you? How are you related? Like, are they your mom's brother?" I'm like, no, no, they're they're my cousin, but they're not related to me. Ugh. But it's, it's just like yeah. you said, it tears it apart. It's like, but it tears it apart. And, it, you know, because yeah, it's not a friend. Like, it's more than mm-hmm. a friend. It's like it's family. So, um, I, I feel like there are power. There is power in labels. Like when you don't say like, "Oh yeah, this is my uh, dad's friend," but instead you just say, "That's my uncle." Right? It simplifies right. things, but it also it like reinforces those relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you know, again, like when people use like for Chinese uh, or I guess Vietnamese people, they would, would use like, "Oh, that's like a gook," or for Chinese, like that's a chink. Right? Mm-hmm. Like th- those like those terms like it puts people down and so there's power in those labels but there's also power in labels for like relationships yeah and like so that really like just makes you feel more again and we were also like raised our dad's very like strong willed uh to be nice about it so or controlling <laughs> so we grew up as like uh in the bengali culture as Bangladeshis, even though mom was Hispanic, but I almost feel like sometimes he kind of like went out of his way, like for mm. us not to be that. And so mm. like, I also get hurt when people look at me, Latinos or Hispanics, and they're like, oh, you don't speak Spanish. And then they'll like, give me this crazy mm. face mm. and like try to insult mm. me about it. And then like, at one point, I got, like, really arrogant, and I started, like, responding to them in Bangladesh. and they're, like, looking at me, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I'm, like, and then I would say, it's like, oh, this is the language I know. I don't know what you're talking about, like, which is also, like, I realized that's a very asshole thing to do, but, you know, like, in your earlier 20s, you get, like, super defensive because you get, like, fed up with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's also, like, if we're talking about culture out of necessity, like, you know, I'm not religious, but we grew up as, like, Muslims, like, mm-hmm. my parents are, or whatever, I had one people, sometime at one point, someone came up to me and like, oh, you're Muslim, so that means you don't eat cows. Like, yo, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. We're not Hindus. And at the same time, yeah. because they think like Asian or whatever, yeah. like, 
Muslims have a whole holiday built around oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slaughter animals. What do you mean I don't eat cows? <laughs> like red meat all day, but. Uh... Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so I think you already touched upon like who, like what culture accepts you more? Like, well, but you kind of touched like upon. Accepts me. Yeah, that's uh, what I was getting I feel like is I try to like make myself accept something, but I don't know if it's reciprocated. I feel like we're accepted. Maybe Johnny feels this way. I don't know. Like depending like your group of friends that you're hanging around with, like as like a token almost like, yo, that's my Bengali boy, right? Mm. Or like in that way, like, like I have someone who's different. Just like like our main group of friends are like, because my brother went to um, a historically black college in North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is such a university. So he met um, one of the, our closest friends, Hussein, who's from Somalia, uh, who basically like brought us into his group with the rest of Somalis and other Africans from like Sudan. And one of our best friends is from Burkina Faso. So that's our group is mostly like mm-hmm. Africans, right? So we, but there's all the Bengali kids here in like North Carolina that like when we first moved from California to here in 2005 that I guess they gave us a shot for some reason, I guess it didn't work out. And you could always see like a Facebook uh, post or whatever, uh, that they're always doing stuff together and they're close, right? But we don't really hang out with any Bengalis. Like we try to when we're young, but our whole group of friends are like Africans, right? Again, you know, Burkina Faso, Sudanese, mm-hmm. Somalis, those are the people who showed us love. And there's enough like cultural ties um, where maybe we have different labels for things, but the baseline stuff are similar. Where, yes. okay, we get it, right? Like he came to our house for one eat and we were eating with our hands. He's like, I didn't realize you eat with your hands. We're mm. like, yeah. He's like, oh, we, we eat with our hands too. So they felt just more comfortable. So not everything has to be the same, but just right. enough where like, I get it. And the light bulb goes off. That's how I feel like, um, cause uh, that's how I feel like with Mexicans. Cause you know, I, I grew up in LA and so it was like, and I also work now in uh, like 90%. 90% um, Hispanic Latinos um, go to that school. But I I feel like I have a lot of friends that are Mexican because of the connection. And I think because of the Catholicism part, like that's one thing you, like immediately, like rosaries, like going to church. And um, that's like the immediate connection because, you know, we both are colonized by Spain. So <laughs> there's certain words that we have the same, you know. So I think that's a good thing, like to connect to different people on, um, you know, with different things. Because at the end of the day, you do find commonality between um, certain cultures. I also feel like with Filipinos, like you always hear like, like um, I mean, I guess maybe it's probably something to say. Uh, Hispanic names, but I always hear like Latino Hispanic names for Filipinos, right? So, yeah. and then I guess even like um, like chicken adobo or things like that, right? Like mm-hmm. those spices, like it's kind of like whoever got to you is kind of what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, th- yeah, I guess that goes back to what you're saying about like relativity or whatever. Yeah, we've all been colonized. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. I'm Filipino, Spanish, Chinese because of the, all of those, you know, were Spanish and Chinese. Um, like I said, always bringing down the, mm-hmm. you know, the Indians, the Indios. I, I think uh, I just kind of was thinking about something. I think when it's acceptance and I remember you talking about, well, you know, you were in North Carolina, you had your, you know, your ethnicity people. Like, hey, I'm, I'm here. 
you thought you're going to be embraced that's the same way i think that you know it was like the acceptance part was like kind of uh, mind-blowing and then it's like well hey i have african-american well africans from different parts of africa that are accepting me i think it's when people accept you for who you are and that's what we kind of you know gravitate towards like for me example at work you know i, I work with a lot of different you know races hispanics african-americans filipinos samoans um, like i said i'm 44 years old i see it see it very different too and i see that it's acceptance of people you know and I, I'm glad you took, you know, touched on that, you know, and I said, oh, man, you know, and it's really what it is. I, so, I, I have, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ari. No, no, go on. Uh, then I was going to, it just made me think like, okay, so if you had, if you had a child and how would you want to, I mean, because we, we can't, we can't do anything about the past and we can't do anything what's been done, but what we can do is, um, have intentions going forward if you had a child or um or maybe if you were the child what would you want people to know or what would you do to maybe uh start a change in some of the thinkings that we've been talking about i want what would you want to, to be done different i guess no culture more than identify with culture because I feel like it's too much of like a back and forth trying to pick and choose and like we never have to pick right like mm-hmm. I think again the people around real quick what Johnny was saying like you know like I just care if this person's a good worker I feel like it takes so long for most people to get mm-hmm. to that point and like you don't live in a one-track lane in this world right so if you're working with people who are in their 20s or 30s and you're 40 like I'm 31 like, um, by the time you get to that point, you're so beaten down, right? Where people don't really judge you for who you are, but for what they think you are. And by the time there are people like probably get to your space or even my space, like you've already been beaten down by society yes. so much by thinking. So it's like, it's already a bag on your shoulder, right? That clarity doesn't come to you. And when it comes, it's good, but like you've already been eroded by that other side of thinking before mm-hmm. that even occurs. Um, as far like if I had uh, children, I just want them to like be educated truly about like people's identity and culture. And I think like I, what I said earlier, like the culture of self, like maybe not know, like know where our ancestors are from, but really focus on who and what you are and what you think you can be. Right. And maybe that's a, I'm not saying that it feels like a BS way of like explaining things out, but I feel like if you're trying to like soul searching and like where you really, where you're going to really pivot your feet of who you are as a person, I don't think like culture doesn't make you who you are, but at the same time it doesn't. And when you try to rely on that so much, mm-hmm. then you're kind of like an empty bag, right? It's more of the things that you ingest than what come on you, I guess, or whatever. So I really you know what- want them to like, yeah. That's funny because my dad was very much like that. Like, um, I would ask him some questions and he would always start like, first of all, I'm a person, I'm a human. And then he would say, and then his second one would be, I'm an American because he, he fought in the Vietnam War. So he was very patriotic, but he was, he was never tied down to, even though he loved his Filipino culture, um, he's never tied, he never would be like, um, like he, I guess he always felt othered by Filipinos. 
because he didn't speak the language because he's from Hawaii. So, so, um, but he was very much like, no, I'm myself. And I would ask him about, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is our family tree and where did everybody come from? And he'd be like, it doesn't matter. That was the past. Like, he was just like, all that matters is yourself. So when you were speaking, I was like, oh, my God, I totally can hear my dad right now. Like, that doesn't matter because I was so interested in that, like, because I was so, like, tormented by growing up, not not wanting to be like how I how I was because I was the other. I was a minority all the time. So um, when he was just like, don't worry about that, just be yourself or just worry on on being a human, a human being. And I'm like. And he would tell me, he would spend hours telling me why that was more important. So that was interesting that you said that. Because that was because it gets me. very uh weighty, right? Like I, from what you were saying, like I, like it almost feels like for a majority of our lives, like we have to, well, maybe not we, but at least for me, like you're pandering to what other other people, and that takes such a toll, it's so draining, right? Like right. I, just to be acceptive, I gotta kind of shortchange myself where people think I'm funny then like I remember someone in high school told me like oh we're not uh laughing with you we're laughing at you right and it was like this Asian chick or whatever like all these like kind Mm -hmm. of like really moments that like you know a brick in the face and they're really hurting but it's like well if I don't play the part then like you guys won't accept me and I there's you've done nothing to show me that you accept me if I truly demonstrate me as myself right like Mm -hmm. it it just becomes really convoluted so like even like uh for the point of having a child and raising like I want them to know those things just because I think it makes you it's more about education than you know yes anything else and I think like maybe that education is a better form of creating identity than not knowing but yeah but then again so if you know one thing then you're only gonna claim one thing and that can cut off the education from learning other stuff right and that's not good right. and then that's when you become like one track minded I feel like but. it's interesting that you say about um like how in school I didn't I wasn't part of the Filipino crowd right because they were very popular they were very I didn't fit into the box that was Filipino culture. So I had a melting pot of friends, which included a couple of Filipinos, but we were like, I always say outcasts, but in a way, like we've talked about this on our podcast, but I felt like my ethnicity was a race. Like, you know, I, I am so far from my culture because I never felt accepted. And, um, I just, my parents, they never taught us, you know, the things that were part of, they kind of grew up with like Hawaiian sort of traditions and stuff, but it's like I never identified as Filipino almost because it was like I was not not embarrassed. It's not that. It's just because, you know, our parents didn't raise us to be proud kind of of like who we were. So that was really tough. Like I've learned a lot in the podcast, like t- speaking to other, you know, Filipino Americans and, and really, you know, learning about the culture. But like I've practically erased kind of like what my culture is because I don't identify as that so that's hard it's kind of hard I, I, I think that it, it was I don't know it's kind of thinking about when we we're going through our uh, ancestry and stuff like that and you know on both sides grandma's side, my mom's side and and um my um my dad's side my real father's side is that I think as society you know it's 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 what they kind of put you in a box as like I was looking on something on ancestry.com about you know my grandpa 
and they didn't. It have was like a U.S. Yeah. like a draft yeah, for the World War Two. They didn't have um, Hispanic. It was white, white, black, and black Native, and, like Indian, right? Native American. And that was it. And he checked white, like the choices. Yeah, yeah the choices. Yeah. So he picked he picked white. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, well, so, yeah, if that's all you have to choose from. So I mean, I think that's that's really what it is. Society says you put you in a box, mm-hmm. and then and and then it's like, let's say for example, you come from Mexico, you come from uh, Southeast Asia, and you you can find a little community of your own to where you don't really have to um, get outside of your comfort zone either. You know what I mean? So you can kind of stay within that bubble. So then you don't really learn about too many people. <clears throat> you can feel comfortable unless, you know, you're second generation, third generation. Then you start, you know, looking outside the box. Oh, there's different things. But when you first come to America and stuff like that, you can pretty much stay in your own comfort bubble and not really feel, you know, stressed out or, you know, or, or, or alienated because you will find that group. What did you think of our conversation about mixed ethnicities and our cultures? Can you relate to our guests? If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us so we can gain more visibility and be discovered by listeners like you. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment on our social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for The Coconut Connection. Our handles are in the show's notes. Or email us at coconutconnection.com the number two at gmail.com. It's not over. Stay tuned for part two with our interview with RV and his podcast night world. And we ask him about his process as an artist. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The Coconut Connection. I'm Jade. And I'm G. Until next time, try smize. No stink eye. Stay woke, not broke. Peace.